Hey everyone, if you know me, you know that I've been investing in precious metals for many, many years. Once I realized that private banking cartels could drastically manipulate currencies, putting my family savings in jeopardy, I decided to take matters into my own hand and diversify our savings strategy. This is why I buy physical silver and gold and invest in metals through our Roth and 401k. And I only invest with Colonial Metals Group. CMG is the exclusive sponsor of The Shannon Joy Show, and they're helping me set up a safe and secure self-directed IRA where I have access to my assets no matter what the stock market or, for that matter, the government is doing. Let the team of experts at Colonial help you protect your family's future with an extra special offer just for the SJ audience. Click on the link in the description below or call 888-705-0950. That's 888-705-0950 and you'll be eligible to receive a free safe and up to $10,000 in free silver just for the SJ audience. Join me today and take back your power. Secure your wealth with Colonial Metals Group. Hello, world, and welcome to the Shannon Joy Show. We're broadcasting from the Joy Virtual Studio. In the virtual studio tonight, one of my favorite people on the face of the planet, Jeffrey Tucker, founder of Brownstone Institute, is with us tonight to process what the hell just happened in the United States election 2022. It was supposed to be a red wave, then a tsunami, then a red wedding, a complete bloodbath, and it turned into somewhat of a red mirage. Or did it, right? We're going to process all of that tonight with Jeffrey. How are you doing, my friend? Well, I'm fine. You know, looking back, it's true. The optimism was was over the top, and I'm sure... Uh, uh, I mean, really, I mean, a lot of us, and maybe I've just you know been talking too much to Steve Bannon, really imagined <laughs> that this would be the turning point in American history or something like that. Uh, boy, that didn't happen. Um, but now I'm wondering, in retrospect, there's probably too much conspiracy theory if the whole game was to make expectations extremely high, uh, you know, so that so that people would just sort of uh, uh, a coast, you know, to this, a wave is, is the sort of thing that happens inevitably. You don't have to actually cause it. It just happens. Mm. And so, you know, maybe that was the, the goal from the very beginning. That's why we kept hearing about the red wave, the red wave, the red wave, and, you know, making the Republicans lazy and, uh, uh, and, and, uh, uh, feeling like they didn't have to do anything. And then it, then it came about. So that, that may be part of the explanation. Uh, sure, but a, sure. but an, another part of the explanation is that everything becomes a little clear looking back now. Um, I'm not sure it's it's a plausible strategy to just say um, everything's terrible. Vote for me, right? That's that's right. that's just not quite it. It's like, oh, your life sucks. Inflation's high. Uh, uh, the country's going down the tubes. So vote for me. Uh, but you have to have a, a, a positive vision for, for what that looks like. And that's one thing. And the other thing is that you have to con- connect something with why everything's so terrible, right? You can't just say everything's terrible. You have to say why it's terrible and what caused it and those mistakes that led to it uh, that need to be undone. And <clears throat> in this case, there's nothing that's happening right now that isn't directly related to what began in March 2020, with with the lockdowns and then following with the Biden administration's mandates, so it began with Trump and continued with Biden, and because both parties have their hands really in this, in many ways, there was a I would say a conspiracy of silence about this topic. You know, it just it just, with the exception of DeSantis and uh, of Florida and Kemp in Georgia, all the polls in Georgia. Uh, are mostly rewarding uh, Kemp for having kept all the businesses open because he was very first to open, and and DeSantis never missed an opportunity to uh, uh, talk about the urgency, the moral urgency of freedom, and how you know Florida was never going to lock down, and you know all this stuff. And then Abbott in Texas, I mean, you can't forget that he we immediately followed DeSantis in opening, and his opening was dramatic. It was a one-page PDF. Wow. That said, wow. said all COVID restrictions, all of them are immediately repealed, gone forever. That's it, done. That was that was the whole announcement as an executive order. 
And it was it was sent out in anger because he realized in retrospect that he had been talked into his mask mandates and all these closures things by uh, Deborah Burks. And he really regretted that. And he was mad. So he just repealed them all. Well, Texans rewarded him for that decision. Sure. And, so, and and then, of course, Christy Noem in, in South Dakota, who won like by, I don't know, 40 points or something preposterous, never locked down. So what you see here is the, I would say the, Another one is that guy Stint in Oklahoma is another one. Okay. Uh, so the the five top uh, go- governor uh, positions where the governors bragged about about their opening of the state and their uh, uh, massive repudiation and attacks on lockdowns and so on and so on, swept them into dramatic victories that nobody had anticipated, you know, 20, 30, 40 points. Um uh, the uh, Texas case was particularly humiliating for that that uh, that that crazy favorite among the, the uh, whose whose name is I forget now, but but he was a favorite guy or whatever. Beto, yeah, Beto, who promised to confiscate everybody's weapons. There was a big lockdown sure. guy, and and so he he flamed out, and it happened in all five of those states, and and those were the the toughest people against the lockdown. So that can't be a coincidence, you know, right? To your point, the the consultant class of the GOP from the leadership down at the federal level down to the state and local level, Mm -hmm. the the edict went out that you are not to talk about lockdowns. You're not to talk about vaccines. You are not to talk about mandates. People care about the economy and crime. And you can see the consistency of messaging across the country, save the few examples that you gave that put lockdowns and vaccines on the ballot. And so I think that what you had to your point, um, everything sucks. And you know, the polling, Jeffrey, this is where this is where I think the mistake about predicting the red wave began. Trafalgar, uh, Trafalgar group came out basically uh, with this polling and the polling reflected a general malaise, right? People are not optimistic about the future. The economy is in a shambles. They fear a future lockdown. Everybody is sick. The vaccines aren't working. Energy, it's World War III. You name it, it's bad. Democrats feel that. Republicans feel that. It's general. So typically that would be in a situation like that, you would punish whatever particular party is in political power. And I think that they also uh, assumed that they were underreporting Republicans because of this suppressed voter theory that was posited by Trafalgar group. That's where, you know, they, they're basically saying, you know, the map already looks good, but there are all these people who aren't answering polls because they're worried about surveillance. They're worried about government control. And that was kind of the theory. So I think that when you are a Republican party that is off, that is looking at this just general malaise and everyone's miserable, but you aren't offering them, number one, the truth, when you're omitting an entire truth, which is the year 220 and the year 221, you're not addressing the things that they're worried about and you're not really giving them a vision. Like, this is what we're going to do. It's just everything is bad and it's the Democrats' fault. Biden, 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 Democrats, 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 it's all their fault with no real hope, no real vision. When that happens, and Daniel Horowitz pointed this out in his analysis, which I think is spot on, when you look at the the voter rolls, a voter affiliation, the partisan voter index, he found that people basically just voted straight down the line, whatever they were registered as. Because neither party was really giving them anything. So they just shuffled into the election booth. They're miserable about everything. They have free-floating anxiety. But neither party is moving them. So we all just went in and voted the way that we always vote right down the line according to whatever party we identify with. So I think for me, the takeaway, number one, those governors that you mentioned that actually campaigned on truth. Right. Versus a country that is bitterly divided, completely anxiety ridden and absolutely ready for a new party. That's what I see coming out of this is that neither party is doing it for the American people. But we're so divided and so fearful of the other side 
that we're right now with our frequent floating anxiety, we're just going in and basically doing nothing. Yeah. Like we're paralyzed. In well, that's why I'm so grateful we have these good examples out there of how to right. do it. You know, I mean, if we weren't, if we didn't have those, I don't know, I would feel absolutely hopeless. But I'm hoping that now Republicans, you know, at the very least, they want to win, you know, that much, we know. So this is this election this year was a disaster. Now, um, we should talk briefly about the the case of Oz and Fetterman. Now, here you have, you know, an idiot versus a vegetable, you know, and uh, it, it, you know, the fact that Oz couldn't, couldn't, couldn't beat Fetterman is an absolute absolute stunner it makes you think we live in idiocracy but i was digging around for exactly because i had heard that oz was pro lockdown i had no idea just how much i mean he's he was very prominent you know and all over oprah and you know god knows where he said the chinese communists did it exactly right all we have to do to beat sars-cov-2 is copy them and reproduce it exactly according to their blueprint right here in the United States. That's what he said. Okay. So when this comment emerged during the primaries, he said, Oh, I don't really believe that anymore. That was a mistake, but that's what he said. So why would you make that guy who is a huge proponent of the communist party uh, uh, and said, we need to copy the communist party here in America. And he said it very bluntly. What, and he said this in in in, in late March uh, 2020. Why would you make that guy the, the nominee? Well, that's where it gets complicated. Mm. And and I didn't I, I didn't follow all these primaries that closely, but the Wall Street Journal yesterday offered a, a blistering analysis of what happened in the primaries. What happened was that there was a an impression out there that somehow Trump had the Midas touch, right? Mm. Uh, so King Midas, the idea is that everything he touched turned to gold. So they, you know, Trump marketed him that way, himself that way, that I can get you elected. And then, and without evidence, because after all, I mean, he did, you know, <laughs> lose the House, the Senate, the White House uh, just a few years ago. Right. So, um, uh, but with, so without evidence, everybody kind of believed it because the national media is always making a big deal about Trump and that sort of thing. So people believed it. And, and so what was the standard that Trump used to say which candidate among all the primary uh, uh, competitors, contenders uh, should get the nomination? I mean, was it experience, uh, media savvy, uh, policy program, uh, uh, credentials? You know, what was the standard? No, none of those things. The, the only standard he used was whether or not this person was willing to say that the election was stolen from him. Huh. That was it. That wow. was the standard by which he, he uh, uh, would, would uh, p- p- approve somebody or disapprove somebody. So there were many very, very fantastic candidates all over the country that just, you know, figured there was something fishy about the elections, but they couldn't say for sure right. that it all amounted up uh, uh, you know, once, you, once you tallied all up that Trump is, you should have won and therefore he's the real president, okay? That's a, a bit of a stretch for any person who's not, you know, doesn't, and actually we don't know that. I don't know anybody who knows that. I mean, I think we all agree that the election was, was uh, uh, I, I would use the term rigged in some way, you yeah. know, with social media, media manipulation and the mail-in ballots and all these sort of things. But to say that, therefore, you know, we know for certain that Trump should have won and therefore the election was definitely stolen. I mean, maybe it was, but but demanding that of all candidates that they say that as a condition for, uh, uh, for Trump's endorsement uh, is solipsistic and narcissistic and uh, unsporting, really. But that's what he did. So well, he endorsed hundreds, hundreds of candidates across the U.S., yeah. uh, primarily right. bad candidates. Right. A lot and of they, bad candidates. That's right. And in an interesting caveat, th- this is where it gets really interesting, though. Here's another angle, Jeffrey. In Pennsylvania, it was Trump, but also the GOP establishment that were involved in that primary election between yeah. Kathy Barnett and Dr. Oz. Yeah. If you recall, Kathy Barnett, registered Republican, conservative, brilliant candidate. In fact, she was anti-lockdown. She gained 
notoriety in Pennsylvania because she was crisscrossing the state from spring of 2020 up until that primary opposing lockdown, opposing mask mandates, opposing all of these uh, horrific, horrific policies put in place. The people of Pennsylvania loved her. She was actually leading in the polls after the big debate because she had laid such a a wonderful, organic um, ground game in Pennsylvania. And it was Trump then that swooped in, whether it was at the behest of the Republican Party or independent of the Republican Party, came in and launched one of the most vicious five-day campaigns I've seen in my life. Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, Donald Trump, I mean, just lobbing one bomb after another after another at Kathy, which she weathered beautifully. I had her on my program a few weeks ago. Mm. But so there were it, none of that made sense. Like, oh, that's just and, that's in just that crazy. case. Well, in that case, you think to yourself, what is the GOP doing? And that's when you go down then to that next level that Daniel Horowitz posited on his podcast recently of in some cases, controlled opposition. Yeah, sure. They don't, they want to win, but only with controlled candidates. But they're more interested in annihilating independent candidates who believe in the constitution, who actually want to win, because a lot of this is power sharing, especially in the deep blue states. I see it in New York constantly. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's just, it's just, it's, so in, in many ways, this is, you know, the Republicans, this is a bit of their own making. Um, but, but, but absolutely appalling uh, uh, what happened in, in Pennsylvania, losing a Senate seat like that, you know, to, to a complete vegetable is just right. a, an astonishing thing to have happened. And uh, so the Republican establishment needs to go down. So a lot of times people want to drive some wedge between Trump and the Republican establishment. But in the case of this election, they were pretty much on the same team, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, and, and suppressing all discussion of the issues that are really important to voters, not giving explanations for why we're suffering right now so badly, not really offering any viable solutions. And, you know, the crime issue is a good example. Okay, definitely crime's on the increase all over the time. But, uh, and everybody knows that. But, you know, if I have a, a, a UPS package stolen from outside my apartment unit, okay, uh, does that cause me to vote for so-and-so as senator? I mean, that's not going to, you know, <laughs> we don't right. really believe that Senator so-and-so is going to stop that package from being stolen. We don't, the, the, voters are unconvinced of this, this the, the, the idea. I mean, they don't like crime, but, they, but whether and to what extent they think that the politician they elect is going to solve it, you know, it's another matter. I mean, it's probably more likely to be solved by hidden cameras or yeah. better policing or better, you know, something else. But, uh, you know, so the crime issue didn't really even work for uh, Republicans. And well, it's all because they're avoiding the big, you know, the elephant in the room, you know, which is uh, the, 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 the big elephant. Problem. I love I, lo- I love yeah. it. We have to go to break. Let's continue this con- uh, this conversation. We are talking to Jeffrey Tucker. You can find him on Twitter. Jeffrey A. Tucker is his handle. He is the founder of Brownstone Institute. It's brownstone.org. A must, must follow. Some of the best thinkers on the face of the planet are writing for Brownstone. And Jeffrey, you have curated every one of them. It is such a blessing. And uh, we're thankful for all the work that you do. We'll be back in a moment right here on the Shannon Joy Show. Tonight, Post-gaming the 2022 midterms, it was hyped unlike anything I've ever seen hyped before, Jeffrey, to your point in the last segment, and uh, really a, a disappointment. Uh, and and I think, you know, we're, we're processing now kind of what was it. I think it was a lot of different things, but we were discussing in the last segment the Republican Party like the party, like all of it, all of it. Ron DeSantis was an anomaly. Ron DeSantis did the opposite of what the party at large instructed all of their candidates to do. Right. And, you know, Daniel made Horowitz made the analysis that I want to ask you about 
that are that are we moving in this country? I do think that something is there, there are tectonic shifts right now. And the population of America, we're still mired in our political, our partisan political paradigms. But more and more people are very uncomfortable. More and more people are getting the sense that something is very wrong. I think the economy is pushing people now into even more of a discomfort zone, which is which forces you to think. It forces you to re reanalyze, you know, what is happening. And, you know, he's looking, he's like, it's like we have two parties. We have the Republican Party, we have the Democrat Party, and then we have Florida and DeSantis, which is a, it, which is in and of itself a complete anom- anomaly. You couldn't even put that in the Republican basket because they've done things so drastically different. I mean, they actually went in and fixed the elections, made them transparent and fair, got rid of, you know, cleaned out the voter rolls. Yeah, uh, uh, you, you know, should say re- repaired the elections, not fixed them. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. So... From a from that forty thousand foot vantage point, I mean, do you see these shifts happening? And even though we're disappointed now with what turned out, it, it doesn't bode well for Democrats or Republicans. Because no, it really doesn't. And it's it's taken a lot of hope that we had away from us. Of course, I always that's always my great failing is I get too hopeful and then they, they get you know that's that's my story of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I hope finally, and I've said this many times in the past that I've been saying it for seven years that. Um, or six years that that Trump is finally uh, being exposed, uh, but at this time I, I dare say that I think it's I think it's true. I mean, oh, like, yeah. yeah, you know, um, he went on his uh, Truth Social platform immediately after the election and said, "Ah, oh, DeSantis, he didn't get as many votes as I got as president." Well, it's a midterm election, you know. What are you talking right. about, buddy? And then. So that was petty and ridiculous. I mean, instead of just congratulating the greatest win today, the one shining light among the Republicans, uh, he had to uh, say that. And then, then, um, then he th- he threatened him. I don't know if you saw that. I not- didn't see that. What happened there? Uh, the Wall Street Journal uh, reported him. He was on 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 one of his you know uh, newly first private plans, talking to reporters, and he said, "If uh, he better not run for for president, if he does." I'm going to spill the beans on stuff I know about him uh, and his wife, especially, and he's, he's not going to like it. So he, yeah, yeah. So it was like a mafia classic dog, Trump, right? classic. And then he went one further, three strikes you up, and blamed Melania for his endorsement of Doctor Oz. Oh my word! And, oh, she she talked me into it. It wasn't my doing. She talked me into it. It's her fault. So I mean, this guy is a. I don't know what to say, but it's world class. Um, so the New York Post this morning has the, the headline story called uh, Trumpy Dumpty, right? And mm. and the betting odds for him have flipped. You know, they went from, uh, you know, like there's 50% last year, 60% uh, six months ago, uh, now down to uh, uh, 16%. Uh, it's with- been dramatic, Jeffrey. And I have sensed this, you know, I have never been a Trump proponent. I haven't voted right. for him. I've never endorsed him or gotten behind his candidacy. In fact, I was probably one of a handful of conservative voices across the country right. that would critique his presidency, his policies. And this was since 2015. And let me tell you, that is not a fun place to be. Okay. You right. get hammered. <laughs> Yeah, that was me for years. For years, for years. In the past two days, I have never seen such a swift turn on Donald Trump, the the candidate and the person. Right. It seems as if people just hit a wall, especially when they're clinging to this one win by DeSantis. He's actually doing the things that everybody wants him to do. And who is the one person that Trump stupidly goes after DeSantis. Uh-huh. Like it makes you question his intelligence. Like, are right. you, are you dumb? Why? Right. Like, well, they're that's fine, not people even- are f- finally figuring out that Trump's all about himself. It's not really about the, the party and it's not really about the country. And it's certainly not about any real policies. He's just about Donald Trump. So I mentioned you yesterday to Dr. Malone, cause we were discussing this and I'm actually uh, miss. I said, <laughs> Sorry about this. I'm like, yeah, Jeffrey Tucker tweeted out that that, you know, Trump might be what did what did I say? Um, 
and a Democratic operative. And I totally mangled your tweet. You didn't say that. You said uh, a DNC asset because then Malone was like, I really can't believe that Jeffrey Tucker was. I'm like, no, no, no. I got it complete wrong. But you did use the word. So sorry about that. Yeah. A DNC asset. Yeah. Yeah, DNC asset. But I think that is actually accurate in a way. What did you mean by that? Well, it's just so uh, obvious. Um, uh, he's the greatest hope that that the DNC has, right? Mm. And they realized this after twenty twenty, when 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 uh, the House was lost, the Senate was lost, and the White House was lost. They said, "Oh well, this guy is our ticket, right? So we're going to make a big deal out, out of him." The mainstream media never shuts up, up about him. It's the one guy in town. Oh, um, the Biden administration is constantly demonizing him, and that's for a reason. Uh, because they know that this plays into Republicans and causes them operate the the opposite way. If you make him the number one and only topic in town, they have their best hope for maintaining uh, power because they've learned that they can beat him. That he doesn't have uh, the power that they that uh, that he thinks he has, and so all they have to do is wildly exaggerate his influence, right? And then, and then they can push a button by a bunch of idiots who then rally behind him. And then that rallying behind them gives them the best hope for uh, holding on to power. So that's that's the way the uh, the game works. It's not that complicated. It just requires you think a couple of chess pieces ahead. And yep. so he's their biggest asset. That's why the media never shuts up about him. Thanks for listening to the Shannon Joy Show. We'll be right back. As you all know, the Joy family is super sporty. We all play volleyball. The kids are playing beach volleyball in the summer, high school volleyball in the fall. And right now we are traveling across the country almost every weekend, different city every weekend, playing club volleyball. And uh, the kids need good nutrition. Very difficult to be healthy on the road. Sometimes they're playing you know, up to five games a day, 10 games in a weekend, And they need the vitamins and minerals. They need the nutrition. And I'm so thrilled to partner up with Field of Greens so that they can get all of the vitamins and the nutrients and the nutrition that they need to supplement their regular diet and keep them full of energy and healthy on the court. Also, healing after these long tournaments is really important. And the product line over at Field of Greens is fantastic. It is an easy way to make sure that your family is getting the nutrients that they need all natural every single day. Go to fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And plug in the promo code Shannon. You can check out their whole lineup of products. And if you put in that promo code Shannon, you'll get 15% off your order. So we're super excited to partner up with them and looking forward to a super healthy, super healthy 2023. Well, and if you think about it, all they have to do is frighten their base, mention his name, the threat to democracy, how crazy his people are, and they get instant turnout. Yeah. It's and That's so right. it he really has become this uber polarizing distraction. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's why, you know, as as difficult as Tuesday was, I think, for a lot of people, yeah. I see it as a moment It's of of clarity and yeah. it has revealed a few things. Uh, Nate, one of them being this just utter distraction that Donald yeah. Trump has been to not only the political process, but but the, the process of securing liberty yeah. in this country. Which now, is- I agree with what you just said, Joy and and uh, Shen, because um, the I think it's uh, uh, you know it might have been worse actually if if it had really been a red wave and Trump had taken full credit for it, uh, then we would have been stuck with him uh, announcing and then losing the presidency in twenty four. We would have gone back to sleep. There would have been a false sense of security. The Republicans that we put in office, the next emergency would be all more willing to to lock us down. In fact, you know, Zeldin in New York State, Jeffrey, made the promise. Imagine this to address crime, which in large part was was going up because of criminal justice reform that was 
pushed by Republican Mike Lee, signed into law at the federal level by Donald Trump. The First Step Act was a massive criminal justice reform bill that um, was copied throughout the country in various ways in red states and blue states, right? But Lee Zeldin, the, the Republican gubernatorial candidate in New York, promised to declare a crime emergency on day one, thus giving himself extraordinary powers to fix the crime problem, right? Unconstitutional, probably outside his jurisdiction as governor, just as bad as the Democrats, Mm -hmm. right? But so it it goes to this process of an elite political ruling class that is made up of Democrats and Republicans. And that's what we need to fix. Mm -hmm. We have to go to break. We're talking to Jeffrey Tucker. You can find him at Brian, his his organization is the Brownstone Institute. You can find them at brownstone.org or follow him on Twitter. His handle is at Jeffrey Tucker. We'll be back in a moment right here on the Shannon Joy Show. Jeffrey Tucker processing the 2022 midterms. We are two days out of uh, the election. And in the last segment, Jeffrey, you know, we're, we're talking about this election, while painful, is illuminating, right? It is. It, yeah. it, it prepares us for the future, actually. Um, I mean, in 2024, if, if, say, DeSantis comes in and runs a competent, uh, uh, compelling campaign, becomes president, and we can get rid of the Trumpy influence, the influence of the Republican establishment, get some intelligent, uh, committed American constitutionalists um, at all levels, and we really do see a red wave, Um, then maybe we can start uh, to save the country. And, you know, we've talked about what that looks like. And I think basically what needs to happen to the government is what Musk has done to Twitter, which is cut out, you know, cut half the uh, employees, right? Wow. You know, I mean, I mean, well, you know, it's happening in the private sector. Why shouldn't it happen in the public sector too? And that would be a good start. I also think that uh, we need to start thinking really boldly and in big ways about fundamental, even more fundamental reform than that. And I'm talking about the repeal of the 17th Amendment. Mm. Now, uh, this is a very important point because under the original Constitution, uh, the, the Senate are not supposed to be picked you know, by big cities. That's not right. the idea. It was supposed to be a bicameral system so that uh, the Senate represents the states as political units and those and uh, appointed by the state legislatures, which are drawn from all over the state, giving, you know, the, the entire state um, actual influence. So if you look at like the map of New York, right, it's entirely red with the exception of, you know, New York City and a handful of other places. Right. And so why, you know, why, why does it always happen that these people are basically disenfranchised from all over the state? And the reason is the 17th Amendment, which permitted a direct election of senators. That fundamentally changed the structure of the of the Congress from its original constitutional structure to something that, that doesn't make any sense. So we have this, this application of popular voting where it was never intended to be. Right. So uh, the 18th Amendment was a prohibition amendment, and they realized 12 years later that was idiotic, and so they passed the 19th Amendment, got rid of it. Okay, so I feel like if we wanted to get really serious about reform, we have to do something about the 17th Amendment because that would, in that case, the Senate would be, would become genuinely representative of the states and all the states and all over the states, not just the big cities. So we have a really distorted uh, campaign map as a result of the 17th Amendment. I think it was passed, what, 1914, something like that? I mean, it's it's been- Right a around the time of all the other bad stuff. I think mm-hmm. the Federal Reserve was created That's in 1917 right. under Woodrow Wilson- and tax. yeah, there was a lot of progressive shenaniganizing uh-huh. in the turn uh-huh. of the century, early 1900s. So but I, hope I your think don't think I'm crazy when I say that. But I mean, we I mean, I, I, how much worse does the crisis have to get before we start thinking about fundamental reforms like this? Well, and I don't think that you're crazy. And for anyone who's listening tonight thinking, oh, my gosh, that would never happen. I can understand where you're coming from. However, we are now in a situation where the political elite class has control over every institution. They have the Republican Party, the Democrat Party, the administrative state that you write so often about, Jeffrey, at the state level, at the federal level. Bloated bureaucracies. We have entire government bureaucracies captured by Pfizer 
or the military industrial complex. We okay. have a collusion now of corporations and state, which is the defe the definition of fascism. We have debt as far as the eye can see. We have World War III looming on the horizon. We have potentially more bioweapons being launched at the United States of America. We have an entire population with completely decimated immune systems based on the rollout of these toxic vaccines. So the it's not good news, but they're not going to stop. In a sense, that is the good news. They they can't, this lust for power, this, this lust for money and power that these elites at this level, uh, I think, struggle with, can never be satiated. So they can't stop, meaning things, from my perspective, are going to get worse. And while that scares a lot of people and makes people like a little crazy, it's almost necessary because you can't get to an awakening. You can't get to bold solutions. You can't get to any of the things that you're talking about. 17th Amendment, the Federal Reserve, slashing government by 50%, which by the way, Calvin Coolidge did. So it's, no, hap it's happened even in government. I didn't know that. So that's I'll have to research that. That's great. The, the creation of a new party, a new vessel, right to replace and we saw that with the 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 Whigs in the emergence of the Republican party under Abraham Lincoln sometimes it's the circumstances that ne necessitate those changes right and from my perspective i think you share this this perspective jeffrey there's i mean there's no turning back they are going for the brass ring they want everything we own nothing and we're happy i mean that's the vision and they yep. have the, they have every mechanism to do so. So I think, unfortunately, we're on this roller coaster. It's yep. you know, it's, it's enormously demoralizing and upsetting. It, it shouldn't be, and and we can't be right. right. I mean, I mean, um, we can't. Our activism, our writing, our interviews, our work uh, may not guarantee success, but failure is guaranteed if we if we don't do anything. If we if we get hopeless, and that's what they want us to be, right? Uh, so uh, we're playing into their hands if we go, well, well the midterms went really badly. There was no red wave. I guess there's no hope, you know, ever. Okay, that's where they want us uh, to, to, that's how they want us to think. So um, we need to push back against that. Yeah. It's just not the case that, uh, that, uh, that, that decline is inevitable. It's just not. We can turn this around. But we have to get our heads screwed on straight and start start talking about the right things, and getting candidates that are in office that 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 have clarity. And we had a lot, and 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 yet Trump got rid of them, you know, because they weren't willing to say that he lost the election in twenty twenty. So that is not a good standard. But and, and if we keep following this path of personality cults, um, we're never going to turn this country around. But it's never been more urgent in my lifetime. Uh, to to turn things around. I mean, we need dramatic, extreme change, and we're even with uh, extreme change. We're looking at two to five years of massive suffering in this country. We're nowhere near uh, done with this economic crisis. I mean, the CPI report this morning shows it. All right, so we're up zero point four percent. I mean, let's not forget that only in last July, uh, Biden announced that inflation had been uh, uh, dropped to zero. He said that in July. Hmm. What an idiot. Uh, well, but liar. Jeffrey, they 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 did pass the in it, the inflation yeah, right. yeah. reduction. Oh, you, don't you know, Shannon? It'd be far worse without that. I mean, come on, <laughs> right? I mean, that must have worked. No, so it we've is got crazy. embedded inflation in this country right now, and it's running seven point seven percent, which is less than eight point three percent. Not much, but it could easily you know shift the other direction. The other thing is that we haven't seen the sticky CPI numbers yet. Those should probably be out later this afternoon or tomorrow. But uh, they were at a high uh, last month, and my guess is that's sticky, meaning taking out volatile food and energy and some other volatile things. And just looking at sort of what sometimes called core, but sticky is slightly different. Um, I'm guessing that it's going to uh, be the same as last month or higher. So we're, you know, the, we're we're in no better shape. And and the Federal Reserve can continue to destroy real estate markets and the bond markets, and they're going to keep going like this for another 
uh, six months probably until they can get uh, interest rates above the inflation rate, which they think is going to be the so-called terminal rate. Right. But by then, I mean, the real estate markets are already frozen. So, you know, what's going to be like in six months? I just don't know. And and meanwhile, credit card debt is soaring. Yes. Um, and and credit cards are, are charging 17% interest now. They're going to be bumping to 20 and 25% in six months. And uh, the debt is credit card debt is, is growing very high as real incomes are declining. So what you have hap- happening in this country is that people's incomes are falling, their jobs are becoming less secure if they're in any kind of white collar position. Uh, and so people are t- whipping out their credit cards because it's easy to do, but they can't service this debt. And they're being right. robbed, you know, not just through inflation, but through extremely high interest rates on, on the highest credit card uh, balances we've ever seen and yeah. in the history of humanity I, so you know th- there's nothing that's gonna you know fix this right away thanks for listening to the shannon joy show we'll be right back hey guys i am so psyched to be working with the folks over at colonial metals group you guys know that i am all about personal empowerment Never living in fear or waiting for some politician to save you. Being at the whim of the stock market or the current administration does not make me feel safe or secure. But having a self-directed IRA where I can safely store physical gold and silver, assets that have stood the test of time, makes a lot of sense to me. Let the team of experts at CMG help you protect your family's future. Maybe you're just getting started. Maybe you're already in a 401k or an IRA or maybe you're thinking about your parents' retirement. Regardless of your situation, Colonial Metals Group can help. We put together a special offer for this audience. Click on the link in the description below or call 888-705-0950. That's 888-705-0950, and you'll be eligible to receive a free safe and up to $10,000 in free silver. Don't sit around waiting for a politician to save you. Save yourself, protect your wealth, and call Colonial Metals Group today. Right. Well, and I think the disconnect, this is why I felt uneasy, even in the lead up to the the election on Tuesday, when there was this euphoria emerging among the right from right wing talk radio to right wing pundits. It was this we're going to be saved. Everything's going to be oh, yeah, great. Yeah. And at the back of my mind, I felt uneasy about it the entire time because I'm thinking none of these candidates are talking about what matters. Mm-hmm. It, Electing Lee Zeldin as governor in New York is not going to stop the freight train and the controlled demolition that is just pounding America right now. Like we're still, and are these candidates even going to be able to handle this? So, so I think that right now, I mean, if I'm to look at the population of, of the U.S., I had conversation with one of my neighbors, you know, she has, you know, all the Democratic lawn signs in her lawn, Right. And we talk every day and she is complaining about this and that and inflation and food. And I mean, she is the most miserable person that I've ever met. Right. And yet she shuffles in and she pulls the lever for the Democrats. So I think that that's on the Democrat and Republican side. Like, unfortunately, we just need more pain because that's the only thing that is going to shake these people out. Of, so they're just going to get pummeled and pummeled and pummeled. But eventually it's like, OK. And then I think maybe that's when our country is going to be ready. I don't know. You know, it's it's a disaster. The, I, I think about this often, you know, the between the war and the depression in the middle of the 20th century, uh, we're, we're looking at 18 years. I mean, I hope that's not where, what we have to do. But uh, I agree that we've only begun to suffer. Yeah. And but we also have to be clear about what's what's causing this, right? I mean, it's not just like randomly happening to us. This is all, as you say, a deliberate destruction of American prosperity and freedom in the Constitution. And yeah. uh, we need to find out who did it, who's doing it, and why. Um, we may not even uh, keep the House and Senate. We don't know yet. We won't know for a while. Um, and if that happens, they're they're not even going to be any hearings on COVID, right? I oh, mean. Yeah. 
Well, we're ripping people's political idols away from their very, them very quickly. And that's, in, in my estimation, a good thing, because that's when we're going to start the real wins that I think are going to happen outside of the ballot box, outside of the electoral cycles. Yeah. And I yeah, think those yeah, are going to be the yeah. most the most meaningful. We've got to go to break. Jeffrey Tucker, you can find him on Twitter at Jeffrey A. Tucker on Twitter. Brownstone.org. It is the Brownstone Institute, Institute, some of the best thinkers and writers, policymakers uh, who are putting their minds together in this really important organization. Uh, I highly recommend that you guys sign up for their newsletter. Um, I read them every day. We'll be back in a moment right here on the Shannon Joy Show. Time flies when I have Jeffrey Tucker on the Shannon Joy Show. We have just a few minutes left in the program, Jeffrey, what excites you right now? You know, because obviously we're looking at two, three, four, five years. We don't know. I mean, we're in the fight of our lives. We are in the midst of a war. Um, it's a different kind of war than we've ever faced. But indeed, uh, we are fighting for liberty, <clears throat> unlike ever anything I've ever seen in my lifetime. And I'm doing it for my kids. I know you're doing it for your kids at this point. Uh-huh. What... Well- gives you hope? What are you excited about? Where do you see, um, you know, the, that shining light where, where we can then move towards something that is going to be meaningful that we can begin to win. (laughs) This is going to sound very strange, but, um, but in the very near term, I'm super excited about all the tech layoffs. Mm. Um, That's huge because I hate tech. I hate Tech. Right. So, so, you know, they, they got all puffy and frothy and, and bloated, you know, over the last, uh, say 14 years or so, especially the last five and start dabbling in evil. Right. So everything yeah. from uh, ESG to DEI to playing footsie with federal regulators and censorship and, and crushing voices and, and fact-checking people, you know, for saying true things and so on. So they, they've been be basically become a tool of state. And the only thing that enabled that was their b- bloated size, where they no longer had to care about budgets. I mean, the idea that Facebook and the ridiculous cartoon land that they call Meta, uh, you know, had 87,000 employees was that it was, it was grown way beyond its size. So the impending recession is going to tear these people down to uh, to what they need to be, you know, and they're they're talking about huge cuts of Facebook now, eleven thousand employees, but that's only be, I promise you, it's just the beginning. Mm. They're going to get down to they could go as low as two thousand, and I promise you, you'll still be able to post a picture of your sandwich for your friends to see, you know, which is all the people use that stupid platform for. But otherwise, it's just spying on you. So I'm I, and and I love to see Google facing the same thing, and Amazon, and 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 Instagram. And and all the rest of it, and I think it's great what uh, Elon has begun to do with Twitter. I think it's fantastic. It's a paid service now, and um, and he's got more users than than ever. That's going to be the future. So we got to get rid of these companies. Yeah. And, and 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 what's doing it is it's not anything we have to vote for, right? It's happening by virtue of the economic realities. Right. So that's right. really that that to me is very exciting. We got to get these people out of the way, and and then we can start having free speech again. And stop having our public public mind distorted by their lies, right? Uh, so, and that's that's happening immediately, and that's much better news than anything that came out of the midterms. Absolutely, and it's absolutely delicious. I agree with you. Watching these keyboard warriors, you know, in their fluffy pajamas, who were so nauseating during the lockdowns, the masking. It is the tens of thousands of them laid off. They deserve it. And it also, to piggyback on what you said, you are echoing the sentiment that Dr. Malone um, put out yesterday on my show that there's this tension now between what he called kind of a a real economy and right. then this kind of virtual economy. That's right. This, you know, machine, meta, Twitter, virtual. I mean, they think that, you know, the world revolves around AI and, you know, all of these visions for the future. But then you have down here at the local level, the mechanics, the farmers, the people who fix things and do things and make things. And, you know, he's excited about the fact that as as we get squeezed and we are going to be squeezed, we're going to begin to reevaluate everything. What is really important? Do we know the far- Do we know our farmer? 
That's right. Where are we getting our eggs? Where are we getting our That's meat? Right. And this emergence of like a localized, decentralized economy right. that is operating outside of whatever the, the manipulators and the bankers right. and the corporations want for us. Right. We still have to survive down here. That's right. And that's going to be a thing. That's going to be something. No, it's, it's the class revolt is going to happen by virtue of economic reality. Right? Yeah. And I think that's that's the most exciting thing. It, it's it's the kind of reset we actually need mm -hmm. uh, because this whole sector has gotten. I mean, TikTok, TikTok has brainwashed a whole generation. I don't know if you saw the the data on uh, what what is Generation Z, by the way. Is that their, their people in their 20s? Is that what that is? I, I don't suppose. Even... I lose yeah. track after. Yeah, I do too. But and but anyway, among uh, uh, unmarried women in their in their twenties who are addicted to TikTok, there was a uh, thirty-seven uh, point split between uh, Republicans and Democrats. They voted straight Democrats because they wanted to get rid of their student loans right. and because they listen listen to TikTok all the time. I mean, this nonsense. So we have to get the kids off TikTok, get them off weed, yeah, and, uh, you know, that would help. You know, and. <laughs> And, and 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 so that's a generational problem. I mean, the the the, the lack of education, the illiteracy, and the corruption among uh, the the twenty and thirty something set in this country is really uh, shocked to behold. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. So tear, tearing down big tech would be a good start. Well, that makes me happy. I don't know about the weed, Jeffrey. We have Sean Puffy Combs here in New York. He's buying up like all these weed factories. I didn't even know they. I mean, everyone. I, it's insane. It's insane. I don't even understand. I mean, I don't even know. But that's not my thing. It's not my thing. It's not easy my thing either. To, it's easy for me to complain about. But uh, I also worry that it has the effect on people like uh, uh, Brave New World. You know, just makes people say, "Hey, just whatever, dude." Oh, fine. I know. You know, I know which, I know. So that concerns me. But but apart from that, if we can just get rid of the propaganda, that'd be a good start. I think so. Jeffrey Tucker of the Brownstone Institute, brownstone.org. Support them. Visit the website. You can benefit from all of the great thinkers over there. And you can also follow Jeffrey on Twitter, as I do. His handle is at Jeffrey A. Tucker. He's a must, must follow, follow one of the, the brightest thinkers in the U.S. today. So we are thankful for you, Jeffrey. Thank you so much. Thank you, Shannon, for having me and letting me talk and talk. Oh, I, I love to. You're going to you're you'll be back two weeks from now, three weeks from now. I need <laughs> I need a fix every few weeks to get your position on things. All okay. right, guys, have a wonderful evening. Keep it tuned right here. We'll be back tomorrow for the Shannon Joy. Hey, everyone, Shannon Joy for Connecta Mobile. So when I started my show 10 years ago, I would talk to my friends about privacy and the Fourth Amendment. And they would look at me like I had three heads. Now, fast forward to 2024, post-COVID, and everyone is talking about privacy. We are freaked out by AI, grossed out by government surveillance, and very aware that data is the new gold. Combine that with the new reality that your whole life and all of your data is on your phone and in the palm of your hands, making you a sitting duck for common hackers, corporate hustlers, or government spies. Are you going to let them get away with that? Well, I'm not. And that's why I use my Connecta mobile phone as the official business phone for Joy Media. That's because Connecta is the only phone company that specializes in security and privacy above all else. Call Connecta Mobile today and talk to a real person who lives in the United States about securing your devices and communications for as little as $35 a month. Their basic plan includes device encryption, encrypted text, and data, also a free phone. That's just the beginning. Call 941-246-2156 to talk to a representative. That's 941-246-2156 or go to phone123.com slash joy today. That's phone123.com slash joy. Get securely connected today only with Connecta.